Okay, so when does a year ever go as planned? It really never does. And there were good ways that 22 went as planned. There were good ways it didn't go as planned. There are ways that I'm sure God is orchestrating things that we're just a bummer about this year. And overall, we're just really grateful with where we are. I'm excited to talk through 2022 with you guys and also to vision cast a little bit for 2023 with Elisha. It's, this is always a fun time of year, just looking at what God has done and then kind of projecting where you hope his vision is and, and you hope that your heart is in a, an aligned with his, but then it is fun to see how he works in spite of that and the plot twists he throws in along the way. And, and um, so we just hold it all very loosely, but this is going to be a fun conversation. I want to thank you guys real quick. We hit a thousand reviews on iTunes. This has been our goal since the beginning of starting the podcast. So Elisha and I are wondering if we should just quit now, you know, <laughs> we had a thousand, but you guys that like that, there's nothing we can do to get reviews or ratings. You guys have to do that out of the generosity of your own heart and take your own time to do that. I know that is a big ask to make of you. And so the fact that a thousand and six of you took the time over the, you know, since we've been recording this podcast to go in and write encouraging words. And even like the three of you that took the time to write negative reviews, like you helped get us to a thousand too. <laughs> so I can't say I'm bummed about it. I'm just, we're just really, really grateful. Elisha and I, so this intro is getting really long, but, but thank you from the bottom of our hearts. What a way to kick off 2023 with the Now That We're a Family podcast. The Now That We're a Family Podcast. Oh, Katie, that, thank you for that introduction. I tell you what. Elisha's <laughs> <laughs> like, I asked her to do the intro. She's never going to stop talking. You know, it's funny because we used to record the introductions after we were done recording because we would have a little bit more context for what, what you know the episode was about. And now I feel like our introduction, it really forces us down a direction. Kind of like keeps us Do you feel like I forced you in a direction with my intro? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, well, we can change the direction. You can just, you can change the direction. No, we're there. on the same page. I think we want to talk a little bit about 2022 and how it unfolded for us and, and how it kind of closed out. Because it's been, we took a week off from the podcast, which is rare. We rarely take weeks off from the podcast. Yeah, I'd say maybe once or twice a year. Yes, that's exactly right. And so I feel like there's a little catch up that we need to do. And then more more importantly, I think, actually, no, just dive. Where were we, where were we going to start? <laughs> where are we going to start? Yes. Okay, well, I do have to say I am excited about today's episode. And it is really fun to be sitting down recording a podcast for you guys, because it's been like a three week break for us. We had a few episodes recorded, like pre-recorded, and I was pretty burnt out at the time of our last episode. I don't know if you guys could tell or not. <laughs> so it's been really fun to just have like a refreshing break, a total reset, and be coming back to be able to talk. And honestly, just having a break from hearing my own voice because that gets to be a little much. No, I, I can hear your voice more and more and more, mm. but I, I know what you're saying. When you're hearing your own voice, that becomes pretty fatiguing. Yeah. Like Elisha was editing in the house and I was like, I just, I can't hear myself again. Like you just have to go outside or somewhere. Yeah. Put your headphones on. <laughs> go somewhere else. So yeah, it's really fun. I don't know where you want to start. This podcast was kind of Elisha's vision. We didn't really do our typical end of year wrap up podcast this year. Um, just because we had so much going on this December. So do you want to, should I bring out your dream board? Oh, should I whoa. like present it? We could start there. It's no. staring me in the face. No, no, I no. I think so. I think so. Do you want to hold it up? You want me to? Well, first I do want to say that I think that we can genuinely say that 2022 was the best year of our entire life. Okay. Yeah. Do you think that's true? Okay. I feel like this at the end of every year, I look back and I go, that was a really hard year, but it probably was the best year we've ever had. <laughs> Yeah, that's, I mean, again, that's my perspective and something that I think is crucial to do at the end of every year and really like at the conclusion of every week or month or just like at the closing of a season is before you start planning is to really take time to look back and reflect and acknowledge the blessings that the Lord, 
gave you and that he bestowed upon you, his faithfulness, the, um, just the good, the good things in your life, count the wins in your life. Really, you should do that. I feel like before you plan in general, because we're such forward thinking people, humans are, we're always thinking of the next thing. Like, you know, on a base level, it's like the, the next meal or the next, uh, the next shift at work or the next gathering. What We're always thinking about the next thing. And then it's easy to turn that into thinking about the next quarter or the next child or the next whatever thing. And if we are in that state all the time, one, we become extremely ungrateful people because mm-hmm. we fail to stop and acknowledge all that the Lord has done for us. And then we also fail to actually grow in, in confidence and be able to make decisions and make plans for the future based off of areas that we've grown in. Because when you acknowledge areas that you've grown in, then that gives you confidence and you're able to make decisions for the future and commitments for the future from a place of confidence rather than insecurity or fear or scarcity. And being able to make decisions out of confidence lends to there being such better investments of your time. Any any good investment requires future thinking and long-term thinking. And in order to have a positive outlook on the future and an optimistic outlook on the future, I think you really have to first start with acknowledging the wins of your recent past or of your long-term past. And you can you can call them personal wins or you can call them just the blessings of the Lord because they can, they can be both. You know, I think it's the Lord blesses us and to fail to acknowledge those things is ungrateful, I think. And then it does ourselves a disservice in planning our future. Well, I'm so glad you said that because it reminds me of in the screw tape letters, I think it's the screw tape letters where C.S. Lewis is saying, um, he has like the head demon or whatever saying, get the Christian to focus on or get the human to focus on the future because the future is where they're the least satisfied. The future is where nothing's actually has come to fulfillment yet. The future is the least like eternity. Yes. You, said, there is a, it's also where you're the most fearful. Yes. You're the most fearful. You're the most anxious. You're the most just just un- unhappy. <laughs> and so it's kind of funny. The present is where we can make a very rich, fulfilling life. And then the past is where we can look back and see God's faithfulness and count those wins and see, uh, you know, to have that 2020 hindsight of, oh, wow, he has brought us through so many things. See how he worked all these things together when we just thought it was a giant pile. And so I, I just think that's really important. Okay. Before we get into this episode two. Tell us about the growth initiative. I totally forgot to do that at the beginning, but that is going to be opening up. Yeah, let's see. When is this? What's the the day that this podcast is going out? It's going out a week from when this is going to open up for enrollment a week from when this episode comes out. And it's only going to be open for enrollment for seven days. That's right. The growth initiative is a little bit different from, um, what is it? January? Let me find the date here. Yeah, okay. So enrollment will open up on January the 10th. January the 10th, Tuesday the 10th, and it will close on January the 17th. And the growth initiative is different from all our other programs because it's live. There are six live, reco- there are six live calls. And why? so, you know, this is kind of like you're only opening until next time it opens up. It's not like the Get It All Done Club or something where it's just kind of an evergreen product. Yes. So that's, uh, I wanted to make sure we got that out there. Can you give a little... You know, synopsis, synopsis. Yeah, sure. Before I do, though, and I don't want to lose this thought. There is I think you have to when you start acknowledging your past and you when you look at uh, your past wins, you have to there has to be these guidelines because oftentimes because, you know, when when you brought the screw tape letters, I I was reminded of this. Oftentimes we can just dwell on the negative things of our past and we can live in guilt and in regret and in condemnation. And of course, we know that in Christ Jesus, there is no condemnation. Conviction is one thing. Being convicted, being convinced of something that was wrong, you can learn from it. That's a good thing. But living in condemnation is not what Christians do, and it's not of Christ. So when you look at your past, I think it's so crucial to have that Philippians 4 filter, so to speak, whatsoever things are true and lovely and of good report. Um, how does that How does that all go, actually? Whatsoever things are good, lovely, honest, true, of virtue, good virtue, and a good report. Yes. Something yes. along those. And then, and Think then he, on those things. He goes, think on those things. And so I think that that is good to be obedient to that passage, um, to, that, to God's word, when he tells us how to think and how to reflect when you go and you look and you say, okay, wait a second, what happened in 2022 that was good and lovely and worthy of praise and of, and virtue? And you, and you look back through that lens and you thank the Lord 
and you acknowledge those wins and move forward from there. Because oftentimes, I know for me, measuring backwards used to be the worst thing. And looking backwards used to be the worst thing I could do. Because yeah, I you would, get so depressed. I would I would look at it through the lens of just a hundred percent criticism on myself. And it ultimately it was prideful and un, ungratefulness towards God. Um, and we can almost make it seem virtuous to be hard on yourself when in reality what you're what you're being is first off, anytime you're self-centered, that's not of the Lord. And two, you're being ungrateful to to God. And gratitude is an attribute of Christians. It's just, it's, it's one of the fruits that defines Christians as being thankful in all things. Um, and whatever circumstances we find ourselves in, being able to say, well, thank you, Lord, you are so good. I can't believe I'm your child. You purchased me. You forgave me of my sins. And so anyways, I just wanted to add that to anybody yeah, that was I'm glad you did. I'm glad going you did. to go measure backwards. Yeah. And be like, what on earth? Nothing went well. That's that's naturally where our minds go. Yes. But in Christ, that's not what we're called to focus on because he is, he has a purpose in everything. Mm-hmm. And like you said, thankfulness, it's, it's really having a thankful spirit or not mm-hmm. being thankful for where the Lord's brought us. Okay. So tell me about the growth initiative real quick. Yes. The growth initiative is a six week live program. So we're going to be having six live calls. The calls happen once a week and they're an hour coaching calls. And we work through a different tool every week. And what I've done over the last couple of years is I've taken some of the business tools that I've received and some of the business coaching that I've gone to. And I've really adapted those to leadership within the home and leading of leading yourself as a Christian man. And I've found that it is so helpful when I take these business concepts and these strategies and these systems and these frameworks and these mindsets, and I adopt it and I put it to practice in the home or in my personal life, the fruit is so abundant in my life. And I found there are so many men from last year from doing it, you know, we had about a hundred men go through the program last year through the two different sessions that we did. And I couldn't believe how many like-minded men there were that just all said the same thing. They're like, man, I'm married. I, I love my kiddos. I've got my career and I'm doing, I'm doing well. I go to church regularly, but I'm having a hard time getting momentum in these things that are really important to me, feeling like I'm making traction or having quantifiable wins in regards to leading myself and leading my family and being a good husband. And I was like, boy, what a cool opportunity to not only keep myself accountable to grow in those areas, but to also create a, a community of men and to use these tools to grow in my mind in areas that are far more important than business that are far more important than your career. And so, yeah, this it's really for any men that like fits into that category of being a husband, a father, um, or maybe there were a few, there were a few husbands that were expecting their first child that, that went through the program and they really want to find a way to get their practical life in order. Um, so their health, their finances, their, their effectiveness within their communities, um, and, and to see some quantifiable progress in those areas. Yeah. So that's, we'll have a link where down below. Yeah. We'll put it down below. <laughs> we'll put it down below and, um, you could still jump on the wait list. It's best if you jump on the wait list now, instead of wait until the launch opens, because there is a series of emails that kind of walks you through what the growth initiative is, and it gives you a lot more insight into the program. So if you want more information, that's probably the best way to get it. Or you could go to now that we're family.com forward slash growth initiative. And we'll have that link down below too. Yeah. And something that I've found really encouraging for me is I would say over the last year, Katie, my why has changed from the time I started this program. Mm -hmm. And I started this program really thinking, I need to find some motivation in these areas so I can have more personal fulfillment or I can see more. um, It was really me focused ultimately Mm -hmm. thinking like, okay, I want to implement these tools in my life so I can see some progress in these areas that matter to me personally. And, And the tools certainly helped me do that. And they helped all the men in the program grow in the areas of life that were most important to them. Uh, but it's funny how, even though the areas of my life in which I want to grow have not changed, the reasoning for it has changed. Um, and so what's cool though, is I was reviewing the tools earlier this week, I was like, man, these are just as effective and just as useful 
regardless of what your motivation is for wanting to grow in these areas. I do think the motivation matters. And I think going to the Lord and being contrite before him and realizing that he is like our master and commander, he has lordship over us. He gets to define what our priorities are and what our yeah passions should be in life. When, when you're able to do that and then he defines those things, I think that we can really then find practical ways to grow in those areas. And I know for me personally, when those areas were kind of defined for me, I felt a lack of structure and help and support and systems within um, maybe just your everyday uh, Christian church, which we love our church and we love our community, but there there wasn't like the specific structure for growing in these areas of life that were really important to me. Well, yeah, I think we're going to talk about this more, but just like the feminization of the church, it's really been set up to not necessarily encourage the male, right? Like yeah. masculinity. Yeah. And I don't even know, like you said, we were, we've been wanting to talk about this and I, I mean, I don't know. We should maybe say that. Yeah. Because I feel I like there's a can of worms. that, like that statement right there has been from my, from my point of view has been spoken for years now. I remember being like 11 years old with my family sitting in churches and talking about the masculinity crisis within the church. You know, it's just kind of like what happened to masculinity or there's, we need more masculine men or the church is so feminized. And so I've heard that for so long and I still continue to hear it even more so now, but I, and everybody's like, yeah, you're right. And then I just, I feel like I don't hear a solution to it. But I mean, you've come up with some stuff that has been, that have been encouraging. Yeah. And it's very, the fact that like, I don't, like your um, father-son thing that you do right now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm a huge advocate of that. <laughs> do you want to tell him what that is? I mean, is it, see, this is why we got to wait to do the intro afterwards, Katie, because then let's wait. Can we, I, I feel like we okay, should. Okay, okay. Yes. We'll wait until next Because uh, there are some thoughts that I want to collect and. You have a lot of thoughts on this. Uh, yeah, and We've a ton of notes. Yeah, and so I kind of. Okay, so do you want to talk about your why that has changed? Sure. Or, just, or no. just to finish up that thought. Yeah. Last year, when I was going through these tools for myself that are part of the growth initiative, it was in the context of like looking for, for fulfillment in my personal life. And since that time, I think the Lord's just revealed to me how necessary it is to look at what God has for my life and to see that as a true Christian duty. I think that word duty used to be, I was like, that's not a part of a, the Christian vernacular, you know, like we are not bondage to anything. We are free in Christ and there's nothing that we can earn, you know, like the definition of grace, or, by, or I should say grace by definition is like, there is no earning or working for it or duty in it. And so I was like, like, you can't use that term. And I think that, and again, this is a thought that I don't want, I don't want to make any huge statements regarding soteriology or just like the Christian life in general, but it's like, yeah, we are saved hundred percent by grace, but as citizens of God's family, of his, his world, his, his kingdom, I think there are Christian duties and it doesn't affect our righteous standing before God. One iota, you know, one bit, you can't get more righteous than Jesus Christ and his is the righteousness that we have as Christians. But I also think we've got duties as Christian men. And it's really, these tools have taken on a whole new meaning to me as I look at being a husband and being a father, being a Christian in our community, being a blood-bought son of God and realizing, boy, these these titles that I've been given by God, ambassador, husband, father, um, you know, son, like with each one of those titles come responsibilities and I think a duty to walk in a way that is worthy of those, of the calling, but of those titles as well. And does this affect my standing before God? No, but I do think that it can bring great pleasure to my heavenly father when you walk in the way that he created you to walk. And, and so I, I'm approaching this next growth initiative for me personally, much more through that lens. Again, the tools work regardless of what your motivations are. Um, but I'm like more fired up than ever about it. Yeah. I think you're explaining to me, it's more of it being 
viewing these things, these responsibilities as duties rather than optional Mm -hmm. has really changed your perspective and placed more weight and fulfillment on your desire to grow in these areas yes. instead of like, well, I can be healthy or I cannot. And it's yes. just kind of up to me. Is that a goal I want to have or is it not? Or, yeah. It's like I can be know. a romantic husband or I I can just keep staying married to my wife. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think that there's a lot of accountability within the church in regards to like not sinning, mm-hmm. not doing big, you know, you're kind of like, Hey, don't look at pornography. Don't cheat on your wife. Don't, get drunk. And those are big things. That's that's good. Like we, we, we need accountability in those areas, but there doesn't seem to be much of much accountability in regards to growing as I, I feel we're called to grow as men in, yeah. In, in loving our wives and in, in raising up our children anyways. Yeah. Those are fragmented thoughts. Okay. So do you want to hand your dream board over here? Let's talk about your dream board. So Okay. Well, this was not the plan. I feel like this, this is my plan. <laughs> yeah, you really because I thought you were going to talk about the year, and I was going to. I'm going to talk about your dream board. <laughs> no, I want you, I want to hear first about your year, and then because well, I don't pull way that out. Much. They're going to just stare at that the whole time while I'm talking. Okay. I don't want to compete with your dream board. Okay? okay. Yeah. So if anybody on YouTube, wow. Oh, I should get the dream board out till I'm done talking. Okay. So wait. So we're not doing the dream. Board. <laughs> You just said you wanted to hear from me. If you want to hear from me, don't put a big cardboard sign full of pictures in front of your face. All right. Okay. okay. I We're going to talk about Elisha's dream board here. Clearly, that is what I'm most excited about. But... Um, I wanted to get. I wanted to touch on dream boards real quick. Maybe we should have another name for them. I don't know, um, because there is a lot. If you like, you know, Google dream board or you look up YouTube for this, there's a lot of unhealthy mindsets that go around dream boards and manifestation and all that kind of stuff. A lot of new age stuff comes in, and so I just wanted to say that even though. Elisha and I make these dream boards at the beginning of the year. It's basically just instead of writing our goals out in a list, we put them in picture form because the picture form, it captures an emotion, a feeling, um, and is more kind of, you know, a picture says a thousand words. So instead of saying a little sentence, like I want to do this, it gives you this kind of North star to continue moving towards. And when we lose focus in the middle of the year or at the end of the year, it can help when we look at that board, be like, that's right. I wanted to feel this way. I wanted to do these things. And I like how it's a dream board because it's a little less. Well, I love this statement. There are no... Who said it, Elisha? There are no unrealistic goals. There's just unrealistic time frames. And it's, do you remember who well, said I that? I mean, we heard it from your dad. So let's just give your dad the credit for well, it. Yeah, he got it from someone else, but it, it is Maybe, good, and maybe he, he maybe did, it's his. He did, But um, yeah, we are grateful that you shared that with us. Um, and so basically, oftentimes we could be bummed out that we made progress towards a goal, but we didn't hit the actual goal when it's like, you know, save X amount of dollars or whatever. Maybe we saved half that amount. And then maybe the next year, uh, like growth isn't linear. It can go in spurts and sometimes you go down, sometimes you grow really fast. And so the dream board helps our year feel more like, wow, we see the growth we we did in these areas instead of looking at a checklist on a piece of paper, maybe new year's resolutions or something like that. I mean, like I failed, I failed, I failed, I failed, I failed. So that is why Elisha and I have dream boarded for the last few years. I'm going to be showing my dream board and breaking it all down for 2023 on a live call that I'm doing with the girls in the get it all done club about once a quarter, I get on live that's about as often as I can do it. And we're going to go over our dream boards together. And then we're going to break up into mini pods online and get more specific about our goals for the new year. So I'm excited about that. That's next week. If you are in the get it all done club, don't forget to be in the clubhouse uh, and register for that event. It's going to be what January Thursday, January 12th. Yes. Um, In the evening, I think 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. 
We are so prepared. Yeah. <laughs> so Double check. It might be 6.30. Did you guys decide on 6? I thought it was 6, but six. I don't know. Okay. Maybe it's 6.30. It gets a little late if it's 6.30. And... Yeah, for East, East Coasters. Yeah. Anyways, it's going to be in there. So go to the clubhouse and you'll see the actual dates. Uh, Lauren has all that figured out. She's a lot more organized than I am. <laughs> and then, but we kind of want to talk through... Elisha's dream board this year, because almost every year I've shared, okay, this is what's happened on my dream board and stuff like that. And honestly, with the miscarriage and stuff, and with a, a lot of things that happened in my year personally, even the Lord just like totally changing my heart halfway through the year to be like, I really just want to homeschool and raise exceptional little human beings. And I really just turned away from any kind of growth happening here. And now that we're a family a lot of my dreams and goals that I had at the beginning of the year shifted at that point and became more focused on my kids. And I think that's because my children had a developmental spurt mid-year. I had not counted on how ready they would be to absorb things like a sponge. And I realized, wow, I have this opportunity right now. My children just hit a new stride. And because, you know, we're first-time parents, I don't know when those strides are going to be. And they might be, you know, mid-year where all of a sudden it's like, wow, all of a sudden my 10-year-old is ready for way more than my, he was at nine. And so I want to be um, free to pivot, obviously, with those things. And so while a lot of things happen on my dream board, I feel like Elisha stuck a little more closely to mine. And I feel like I um, kind of adopted a new philosophy mid-year. So... Yeah, it's funny. I we probably should think of a different name than dream board because I've gotten so used to saying it, but then when I hear you say it and I think I remember hearing it for the first time, I'm like that sounds I do not I do not want to have anything to do with yeah, that. Yeah, there's a lot of controversy like Christians shouldn't have dream boards and all these things. But again, I think it's I do think it's how you use it. I don't think putting pictures up on a board as kind of a vision for the goal uh, or vision or goal for the year, there's anything wrong with that. The Bible's very clear. And I'd love to use this verse that um, man plans his way. I think it's in Proverbs, but the Lord directs his steps. And I think we're called to plan our way and also have very open hands for the Lord to direct. And honestly, it's even really cool to look at my dream board this last year and be like, wow, I planned out, like I, I'm able to see the shift that the Lord changed in my heart and the shift that happened in our family by looking at where my mindset was at the beginning of the year and comparing it to where my mindset is at the end of the year. Mm. And if I had not put up all those pictures, I wouldn't have any uh, context for that, that shift that the Lord made in me. You know, some things that I think are cool that I did end up doing on my dream board is I was able to read through the Bible um, in a year. I did it and I think like four months and then was able to read through it again, a second half of it, the second half of it, um, a second time. And I just think that was a big blessing. That was something that happened, uh, well this year. I think I tried a few different programs and realized that they weren't the right fit for our family to run certain like ongoing monthly subscriptions that just wasn't going to be a good fit for us because the demands that it placed on me and where it, it took my mindset. But, you know, it's like a trial and error kind of thing. And I, I wouldn't have known if we hadn't tried. Um, we went down to flip phones. That was huge. Big time win. <laughs> we got a lot of help in our businesses. We hired a lot of key people this year. And um, I say a lot, but two mainly I had down a little cartoon photo of a woman and a cartoon photo of a man <laughs> because I needed more help and Elisha needed more help. And the Lord has so faithfully brought those people into our lives. And so it's really cool to see the things that have come to fruition and also cool to see how the Lord directed our paths. Yeah. I was asked by, I think, two different people this last week, what I do for New Year's resolutions or how I set goals for a new year. And it was so fun for me to be so confident this year and being like, oh, well, I, I do. Again, I wish I didn't call it a dream board, but whatever. It is what it is. You guys, what it's, should we call it? Yeah, Tell us in the name. YouTube like, comments. I view it because I view it more of like, yeah, it's really like a, a North Star um, 
piece of cardboard. Yeah, piece, yeah I, don't, I don't know. I can't think of it. But <laughs> it's exactly what you said, Katie, babe. You sit down, you analyze your, your thoughts, your goals, the direction you want to be going in, and then you find photos to really support and remind you of those things throughout the year. And I found that to be so much more helpful than, sent, than setting very uh, objective, quantifiable goals. Like smart goals, you know, specific, yeah, exactly. measurable, time right. sensitive, all that stuff. Yeah. Cause that's how to me, not have been prior to this year, I was like, well, what, it's not a goal unless it's what you just said, a smart goal. Um, and you've got, and it's gotta be very quantifiable and major. It's gotta be all those things. Um, <laughs> just look it up. Okay. Yeah. It's an acronym. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this was the first year that I, instead of setting these like hard deadlines and hard numbers, um, in certain, in like specific benchmarks, I, I decided to go in a, di- in a direction. I was like, okay, I want to be going in this direction as a man. And it resulted in, I think more personal growth than, oh, excuse me, than this, this year showed forth more personal, gave more personal growth to growth to me than, uh, in any year, any year prior, I would say, I don't know what you would say, oh, but yeah, it, big time. and it also big brought time. But and, and a lot of that came from, let's see, how do I say this? Because the you have like as people, we we do we have to do things. Like I think as Christians, it's easy to over spiritualize things and be like, well, I don't want I want my goals just to be to like be closer to the Lord or to grow in my faith. And you say these things that are very they sound great, right? Those are really good things, but you don't really know what it means or what it looks like. And so break those down a little bit more practically to be like, well, how can I grow in my faith? Well, reading my Bible. So you say reading my Bible more, that doesn't sound very inspirational, but you find a photo of, I, I, I mean, and again, Pinterest or just Google images. And I found a photo of just like an awesome looking Bible on a rugged, yeah, come on, ru- rugged no. table. Um, okay. If you guys are on YouTube, you can see the dream board. That every time I saw that photo, I was like, oh my goodness, I love God's word. And it just was so much more motivation. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What are you doing? Maybe you, are you going to hold it? Yeah. Why don't you hold it right? This is the worst. I don't, I regret doing this. Like in front of my face? No, but down, like drop it down to the ground. They need to be able to see it, Elisha. (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) Like this. Okay. For like that camera. Yeah, for the oh, main one, it. right? Okay, so they're not going to be able to see up close. Oh, wow. He, he goes from not wanting to show it to wanting to <laughs> well, show it up uh, close. This is, this is the worst. I regret this so much. Um, so this was my 2022 dream board. And so I've got like this awesome photo of a great looking wooden table and an awesome looking Bible that just inspired me to read the Bible more. It Instead of making a goal to, you know, read six chapters a day or to read the Bible seven days a week, um, like I've done in, in years past... I had this and it resulted in me reading the Bible far more consistently than I had with those previous hard goals, like hard deadlines and hard time frames. Um, and then I found... And I do think like those those maybe specific measurable goals, like they have a place, they're just shorter term. I think they're shorter term. So exactly. it's kind of like, okay, over the next 30 days or yes. over the next 90 days, they yes. aren't year long. Like it's so hard to sustain something like that over a year and you have no clue what is going to happen over a year. That's you exactly just right. do not. Exactly. And so over the course of a year, you're going to get knocked off of your routine. Like you're going to get sick. Your family's going to get sick. There could be, cri- there's going to be crises that happen. You might, you know, change jobs. You might have to move. There's so many unforeseeable things and even foreseeable things that just throw you off of your regiment and your normal routine. And it's at times like those that I think we often lose sight of where we wanted to be going in the first place. And we say, oh man, I lost, I got off my workout routine so much for that. And so you just kind of throw in the towel and you're in no man's land in your fitness routine or man, I got off my reading the Bible in a year program. Now I'm just kind of in no man's land in studying God's word and you don't know where to go. But if you've got for the, for your annual vision, more directions that you want to be going in, you can pick that up at any point. And I tell you, this served me so many times this last year, whether it's the mid middle of summer, when you're traveling around to weddings and you're just, and you're so busy and, and you like, I, I would come out to my office like on a Wednesday afternoon in the middle of summer, when you feel like life's crazy, you're running around like, like a chicken with its head cut off and you don't know up from down. And then I would look at this and be like, that's right. This is the direction I'm going in. And it didn't beat me up 
And meaning like, I didn't look at it and be like, I'm such a failure. I was supposed to be doing all these things because that wasn't the point. They weren't these hard goals. They were a direction I wanted to be going in. He just wanted to be like holding his Bengal tiger in Pakistan. Yeah. I I think that's like in Mongolia, but, um, (laughs) yeah, Mongolia. That's what I was looking for. What, what is this one? I, I just wanted to go out on more mountainous adventures. That's a sweet mountain. Yeah, isn't I know it's a sweet photo. And so, uh, anyways, yeah. So I've got photos that inspired me to eat healthier this year, to cook more, to practice my instruments more, to um, yeah, read more. I found a sweet photo of like this awesome library that just inspired me to read more. Um, great, some great hiking photos. So, and this was we hiked by more this year than any other year by far. Um, yeah. Okay, so. I want to say a couple specific ones. So Elisha did get specific. On two of them, and I almost regretted doing that. Yeah, yeah he did. That. So, but this is the fun thing. Sometimes it's fun to be specific with certain mm, goals. Not but it's dangerous. It's dangerous. Yeah, but it's pretty cool too. And so he put down a specific number of monthly listeners that he wanted on his Spotify account. And in November, right, you were like, this isn't going to happen. Like, mm. I'm not going to hit this goal. He released a song for me, which I'd been begging him to do all year. Not like specifically, will you release a song for me, but to release the specific song that he wrote, which if you guys have not checked it out, that will also be in the description because it is so sweet and you will cry on it. Everybody messages me and says they cry. And I've cried, I don't know, maybe 72 times every time he plays it for me. I cry. It is so sweet. Anyways, and in November, he hit that goal. So like right in the nick of time. And then down here in the corner, he has a photo. Something I like that Elisha did is he cut all the heads off. Well, a lot of the heads off the guys in his photos, which makes it cool because you aren't picturing that person. Yeah. You know, I like how yeah. you did that. Yeah. Cause that would be kind of, cause it's hard to find some photos without there being like another person in it that you want to use. And so I was like, I'm just going to, you know, crop them in. Yeah, exactly. So it's cool. So down in the bottom right corner, he has getting belted with a blue belt in jujitsu, which is a big goal. And he was like, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Like he didn't get a stripe, on his white belt, which you have to get a certain number of stripes on your white belt before you get to move up to your blue belt for like when since February to like November or July to November. It's um, a really long time. Yeah. Like, are you talking about your last stripe? Like my last There's stripe. A big gap. Yeah. So like I, I, exactly. Yeah. So I, I still didn't even have like my last stripe on my white belt back in November, I in think. November. And I was like, dang it, I should not have put that goal on there. Cause it's kind of, I don't know. It was kind of like outside of my control, you know, cause yeah, you just have to, it's it's very subjective in jujitsu. Not, not very, but there is an mm. element of subjectivity in like when your professor thinks you're ready, yeah. Yes, it's all based on a professor. It's like when they grade an English paper and it's like they like what you said or they didn't. It's not like they grade math. You know what I mean? Where it's like you got it wrong or you got it right. Yeah, it's not it's, like do it, this set of It relies on the professor. And, yeah. And because like I did a self-defense program that was a lot more like when you learn these moves, you move up to the next rank. And so it was very like cut and dry. But yes. anyways, so this is this is different. And um, he got his final stripe that he needed in November. And two weeks later, wasn't it like two weeks later? Yeah. He belted up to his blue belt, which is huge. Because he, I mean, there have been months and months in between these stripes. So to go from his last stripe to the blue belt right in the nick of time. And then we left to travel for the rest of December. So if he hadn't gotten it then, it wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Anyway, so those were the two that were like, those are pretty big. That were specific. I'm very um, proud of it. That got a little dicey there at the end, but either either way, they kept me going in those things. So it brought Um, these two little like musketeers playing chess. Yeah. I did. I did play more chess this year. Um, so a lot of these things are very personal. It's not. They're like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, chess, jujitsu. You got a whatever. lot of weapons this yeah, year. Yeah, I did too. Because like this time last year, I didn't shoot at all, and I didn't um, have any whatever. You know, the, the, the like the tactical stuff that guys get into. Five you knives. Know? Yeah. Hanging off every. <laughs> no, no. So part of his body. Yeah. It. What, and so here in North Idaho, you got you. Everybody's into that. And so I moved here, and I was like, boy, I, I'm out out of the loop here. And so I had to get all my guns and my knives and stuff and learn how to use them anyways. And I, I grew a ton in that area. I mean, he's legit. No, now. I'm not legit. That's the thing. It's like, 
you don't, when you don't know, you don't know, you know? And so I was like, oh, I'm going to do all that. And then you get into it and you're like, I don't know anything. And so I'm at that place where okay. it probably is the first step of progress is realizing how bad you are at stuff. But we went shooting for a date and Elisha just really knew what he was doing. You look very cool. Thanks. Yeah, we can put my dream board down though. This is kind of getting personal. Uh, so the reason I'm okay sharing this is because this is not my upcoming dream board. This was last year's dream board. Next year's dream board, I'm going to keep very close to my chest, you know, on yeah, what it is. Yeah, you kept that one pretty secret all year. Yeah. Anyways, that was, I'm like pitting out over here and blushing. That that felt a Your lot more. Your middle button's unbuttoned. A lot more uh, like invasive than I was expecting it to. Um, but even with those silly, not silly things, but very like personal things like, oh, you want to get good at this hobby or I think it's helpful to do that because if you don't put a specific thing down that you want to put your time towards, then something that maybe you don't care about is going to take your time mm -hmm. anyways. Like we don't, we, as people, we do more than read our Bible, pray and eat. Like if... We, I mean, at least if we're going to be husbands and fathers, we need to do more than those things. And so be, be intentional about what those things are that you, that you are doing with your time. Yeah. Cause it's really easy to just by default, let certain things happen. So 2023, what are we looking, what are we looking forward to? Okay. Well, I don't know. What are we, what are we going to share? Well, I mean, I will say this. There are some things that we're really excited about with now that we're a family because should we share? No. No. Okay. Not that. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. What can we say? We have so many big things happening right now, but it's like, I mean, everyone says that, but they're big for us. Yes. I feel like we're like jumping into the deep end in many ways this year, yeah. um, which praise the Lord for that, that that's an opportunity for us. Um, but what, maybe we could keep it to now that we're a family. Sure. I mean, I know big picture wise, we are based off or compared to this time last year, we are way more, I'd say family centric in our thinking than we were this time last year. We've obviously yeah. always wanted our family to be a priority and our marriage to be a priority. But I would say that that has like been multiplied. That desire has been multiplied in a big way. Well, I think a lot of that has to do with a five-year-old or almost six years old now mm -hmm. is our oldest. And just when he hit like five and a half, it was like, okay, we're out of the toddler season with our oldest too. Yeah. And they were just at a totally new stage of needing to be engaged and awareness and all kinds of things. Yeah. So when I, when I look at like my, my, my dream board from last year versus what it's going to be more like this coming year is I think there's going to be a lot less, I, I put a lot of personal things on there, a lot of individualized goals and areas I wanted to grow in. And I'm grateful for those things. I think it, they were things that served our family well. That's mm -hmm. why they were a win. It's not like I put things on there that would be taken away from our family or none of the things on there got to a point where they were taken away from our family life. Mm -hmm. would, I mean, hopefully oh, yeah. you would feel that way. Yeah, sure. um, and so, yeah, I don't want to have like things on my dream board where I'm like taking a month and a half long trip, you know, like fly fishing trip in... <laughs> I don't know, Argentina, like I, I want ever, I want my goals to be aligned to the priorities that I feel like the Lord has given us that, you know, with marriage and family being up there. And so, however, when I look at this coming year, I'd say even the areas I want to grow in, in a practical way, like the skills I want to grow in are a lot more family centric. They're a lot more in, they're a lot more like in the context of doing it with my sons or doing stuff with you, um, doing stuff for yeah, like I said, our family. So I'm really excited about that because I feel like the Lord just continues to turn my heart more and more towards. Um, I, I really, I think they're, I think they're the, the priorities, the priorities that He would have for me, like towards my children, towards my marriage, um, even towards like our, our local church. This is the most that we've been involved, involved, like committed to our local, to a local church. So I'm really excited about all those things. That was. Those are beautiful vagaries. <laughs> okay. Can we tell them about two of the big changes that we're making with now that we're a family? Sure. Okay. So two big things that we're really excited about are one, can I tell about Luke? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Luke, can I tell about you? Yeah. So Luke's been editing our podcast now for a year yeah. and he's been helping with 
various editing podcasts part-time, but he moved his family to Coeur d'Alene to yeah. work alongside us. Yeah. And we are just over the moon about that because we need the help. And uh, Luke has just been a huge support to us throughout the last year, but getting to have his full and undivided attention on mm. the projects that Elisha's working on and, and spearheading for now that we're a family is just really, really a big blessing. It's yeah. allowed me to be a, just barely involved, you know, celebrity status. I just come sit down, <laughs> talk for a little bit and leave. And all the other stuff is is worked out mm. by Elisha and Luke. So we're just really, really excited to have his family here and get to work together with them this new year. That's a big new thing for us. Yeah. I'm so grateful for that too. I mean, Luke has already been a huge blessing to our family and to, to now that we're a family, um, working part-time for us. Mm -hmm. But the fact that he's willing and, you know, that he's moving his family, his wife, his three kids from Sisters, deal. Oregon to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, uh, it's really exciting for me. Like it's, and it's, I, I, I respect him so much as a person. Obviously he's extremely skilled in his craft and, and the work that he does for us, but what more importantly in my mind is just who he is as a person. So mm -hmm. I'm excited that I get to spend a lot of time with him. And, um, and it also, it's just fun to see the Lord's, you know, providence and play out in different ways that are fun to see, like his providence always plays out, but, uh, it's fun to look back and, and I think of working at sister's coffee company, um, as a breeze. When, when was that? Four years ago, four years ago, four yeah. years ago. And I worked there, for, I worked there for two years, and, uh, and that's where I met Luke and we were both baristas there and we, and we talked a bunch. And, um, I can remember at that point thinking like, what am I doing right now? Like what, like, what am I doing I was, with my life? yeah, I mean, I was grateful for the job, but I loved working there as a blast. Like we it was a really fun job. Third baby. Yes. And... But just like when you have your third kiddo and it, as a barista, I was like, this is kind of hard to provide for the family here. You start wondering like, where, okay, where am I going with, you know, with life right now? And, um, and not only did that relationship, you know, transpire there, well, the job itself was great. And then I was able to meet Luke there, who's now just doing amazing work with us and for us, which I'm grateful for. And I also met, I was also a barista there with Zach Holmes, who ended has up produced all Elisha's yeah, music. And he's also become extremely successful in Nashville. Like he's, he, he's got songs on the radio consistently right now, like on Christian radio that he's produced. Um, and so... And, and he's working on stuff now that's like really big. It's crazy. I was talking to him the other day and like, he's working on the biggest projects right now, like in the Christian music industry. And I was like, no way. And that's another guy that I met working at the coffee shop. It's so. just one of those things where you look back and you feel like this is a dead end. I don't know what I'm doing. And the Lord's like, I know what I'm doing, yeah. you know, and because those connections that have been able to be valuable friendships to us, yeah. but then also partnerships yeah. have just like, it's just mind blowing, yeah. you know? And that's just like at, at a coffee shop. Yeah. And, and those are just the ones that we get to see and that we get to enjoy. Yes. Yeah. And those are just the ones that we get to, um, but like, yeah, you just really never know what the Lord exactly. has in store. <laughs> and that's why there is no, I don't know, there is no coincidence. Like he just, he, I do think that the Lord orchestrates everything. And a lot of times we get to enjoy seeing like where different things go. But, but Sometimes even when we, we don't see it, see we never it. see yeah, what why? the actual reasoning is and purpose was of it. And, you know, we, maybe we'll see when we get in heaven, get to heaven. Um, but anyways, yeah. Yeah. So that's, anyways, that's a really big one for us and moving forward. And then can I tell them about the other thing, the warehouse? Sure. Yeah. So that's another cool thing. We're moving out of our garage and into a warehouse and not oh, doesn't doesn't that sound awesome? <laughs> like what what an upgrade. <laughs> not all of our kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it has been kind of a juggle to keep the house quiet. I mean, it's not a big deal for Elisha and I to like during the kids' nap times or after they go to bed, come out here and record the podcast. But whenever Elisha films something for Voteberg Music Academy or for the growth initiative or for other things that he has going on. I have to keep the house totally quiet with the kids. And we just feel like as the kids are growing up, we don't want them to feel like they have to 
you know, be a part of the work that we're doing (laughs) and um, less and less, I should say, as they get older, we really don't want them to ever resent us or feel like, I mean, obviously kids, kids need to be flexible with what their parents are doing for work, but it's one thing that we feel like moving forward, we'd like to keep our kids schedule more on their own schedule and less reliant on, okay, daddy's coming home to film something. We need to keep it. Yes, exactly. So that's really exciting. We have to figure out how we're going to set up all the sets and, um, but yeah, I don't know. That's really big for us because we've always done everything in our house and it's going to be like a mini office space. And then hopefully a studio that you guys are going to see, uh, here on YouTube for the podcast, um, in the Get It All Done Club, in the Growth Initiative, for Voteberg Music Academy, yeah. for Now That I'm a Mother Health, yeah. for all of our future, other YouTube channel, the, for anything yeah. else that we're working yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of different random things. So, anyways, we're excited. You guys will you guys will see that real time. But those are two things that for us, I feel like we're big growth metrics and and kind of like made me gulp you know like are we gonna do these things but it just feels so right and it feels um like a big new step and I'm glad Elisha's ready for it all because (laughs) just say just make it work out that's right (laughs) yeah so that's cool and a lot of that I mean is thanks to you guys or mm-hmm. listeners, like going back to little things like rating and reviews, like the podcast has grown so much. YouTube has grown so much. Like yeah. these things that, um, have brought like-minded listeners and, um, viewers together. And because the, now that we're a family community growing so much, we're able to expand and not only are we able to expand, but we're able to expand where I'm not working or doing the, you know, the heavy lifting. And so that's just really cool too, because you guys are able to support us bringing in help for Elisha instead of me trying to uh, help him out with everything. So anyways, a big thank you to you guys for just being here and, and all your support over the last few years. Yeah, well, I guess we should probably end with that. Yeah. And on that note, we do have a couple more surprises for you guys. So stay tuned. And uh, Lord willing, we'll be dropping those in January, February. I don't know. The the new year is full of possibilities. We don't get bummed out till about March. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. That's when the winter blues hit me. I feel like January is like so full of vision and March. It's like, why is there still snow on the ground? I need some sun in my life. Uh, Folks, thank you all so much. Welcome to 2023. (laughs) Yeah. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.